Kentucky East quarterfinal action live tonight from North Andover's J. Tom Waller Arena on the campus of Merrimack College with score after two. Boston College 8. Got <laughs> 8 seed Boston College to beat them. And second seed Merrimack 0. Mike Guy with John Leahy here. Please thank you. Are joining us here for not only this second intermission, but also tonight's contest. We're going to go good from start to finish. Mike McMahon joins us from the back report. The Eagle Tribune, College Hunt News, News News Zone, College Hunt Insider, and I'm sure people are uh, sources of time to pick it up. But Mike, uh, boy, a real nail biter here. 0 0 through two periods. You know, I, I know we thought, talked about a number of scenarios that could happen in this game. Scoreless tie through two periods was not one of them for me. I didn't think so either. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about how, how good BC's top line has been, and they're rolling them. I mean, Greg Brown hasn't been afraid. They, they went about every other shift there in the second period, which if you get the results, if you get a goal, it's, it's a good thing. If, if you've been held off the board, you know, you wonder what that's going to look like going into the third. Are those guys going to get tired? I, I think it also lends itself to that, you know, even even Greg Brown, you know, may know where his team's at. The majority of the offense is coming from one line, so you better make sure that one line's on the ice. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a pretty tight, tightly contested game here for the first 40 minutes. Merrimack's been able to get good zone possession time uh, much of the night, really. The first 40 minutes, I'd say most of it's been spent in the Boston College. Yeah, and BC's done a good job of closing up the middle of the ice, so I mean, you notice that they've got possession, they've had some shots on goal, not many grade-A chances, they've had a couple, but you know, most of that is because Boston College, in the D zone anyway, is playing a lot like UMass Lowell does. I mean, they're really backing it in, there's not a lot of room between the dots, and you can see that, you know, Merrimack's trying to get the puck there, but there just hasn't been a lot of room, and a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity to get the puck. And also wondering as the game goes on, and that strategy has been successful. You know, they've been able to hold the other team off before. Even though having to play defense a lot, which they have had to do in this game, can be tiring. And maybe that's one of the things that Scott Bork and Merrimack are counting on. Uh, you know, battle of attrition here that maybe as the game goes along, that, you know, playing that heavy style, I think certainly that's part of it. You've got to think that with your team having been off all week and the other team having had to play on Wednesday, that you keep doing that game trying to wear them down, trying to see, you know, maybe we'll be able to win the game here in the third period. But I'm wondering the flip side of that, well, what do you think about you know, Boston College developing, you know, they're the eighth seed, right? That maybe they were, you know, they were at home. Maybe maybe expected to win uh, the game uh, against UMass on Wednesday. But now they're on the road. They're the underdog. What's going to happen? They're playing a team that's already beaten them a couple of times. Seems like maybe some confidence starting to build. Mitch Benson having a strong night in net and having made a few big saves that he's needed to make. I think a goaltender does that. He continues to build confidence as well. Benson's looked real good, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, the game is a play very similarly to the first two back in November. It's just that BC is more capable at this point in the year to play that style of game. They weren't in the first half. I mean, those two games in, in November, Merrimack just beat them up and pushed them around, and BC really had no answer for it. Uh, I, I think that they're they're better equipped to play that type of game now. Some of that's, you know, maturation of players, younger players. Some of that, I think, is probably also buy-in from those guys that are on those third and fourth lines that, you know, you look at their score sheet, haven't been putting up a lot of points, but, all right, well, if you're not putting up points, you got to find another way to contribute. So, uh, Merrimack, honestly, I, I think Merrimack's done a lot of what it wanted to do coming into the game. It's just that BC's better equipped to handle it at this point, more so than they were in November, uh, and it's created a game where it's been pretty tight because BC's better better equipped to play that style of game. I yeah. still think Merrimack plays, a be plays it better 
but BC's better is, is more equipped now than it was to handle it. Yeah, I was going to say that we knew that coming in, uh, one of the keys for Merrimack was going to be trying to hold the Gautier line off the board. They've been able to do that so far and also really limit their chances. Gautier, uh, Carter Gautier did have that one-timer shot uh, that went off the fight. That, that line has really not been able to, to do very much. So, you know, Merrimack, that's a, a big, uh, certainly big feather in their cap. They've been able to do periods, but they have not been able to get on the board either. So, uh, you know, some things are going well, some things are not going well. You see, on the other hand, I kind of feel like being in a tie game, no matter what the score is here on the road, after two periods, is a position that they're very happy to be in. I would think so, yeah. I think, you know, tied after two periods on the road, like you said, you played on Wednesday. I think you can told Greg Brown going into this game that this is the situation he was going to find himself in. Probably be fine with it. You know, you put yourself in a position to win the game. Uh, I think, honestly, I think Merrimack might be fine with it, too. Obviously, you'd like to have a 4 nothing lead, but these playoff games tend to, to be a lot like this. They tend to be a little closer. Very rarely. I mean, there was a blowout earlier today with BU and Vermont, but that's that's a pretty rare circumstance at this time of year. It feels like most of these games develop this way. Uh, you know, even if you think back to Merrimack's history in the playoffs, with the exception of that game against Lowell last year, most of their playoff games over the years, the wins and the losses, have all been pretty close. You know, the, the Lowell game last year was a blowout. One of the main games here 10 years ago was a blowout. Other than that, it's, mo- it's mostly one or two goal games uh, in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. It just feels like that's what happens this time of year. Mike McMahon, our guest here, and this is the second big uh, playoff game in two sports that's been held here in the last few days. Basketball winning the Northeast Conference in this rink, which was not a rink then, it was a basketball court, uh, Tuesday night, uh, live on ESPN2. And then you have a sellout here, even though it's been spring break. I mean, they had a similar crowd from what it sounds like the other night in that uh, Northeast Conference championship game against Fairleigh Dickinson, which Merrimack won, Merrimack basketball won, 67-66, their first ever Northeast Conference tournament championship. They're not eligible for the NCAA tournament because it's their fourth and final year of reclassifying the school's entire athletic department from Division Two to Division One. They will be eligible next year. But, Mike, you were here to cover that game on Tuesday night, and you're here, obviously, to cover this game. Um, is this one of the biggest weeks in Merrimack athletics history? I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, back when that team in 2011 went to the tournament and had their playoff run, I mean, that was that was probably the, the biggest games that I've covered since I've covered the program here. Uh, and, and this week was a similar week, right? You get the home quarterfinal game. It's only the third time it's happened, only the second time that they've earned it. <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, combined with the fact that you had a conference championship game in this building, you know, just four nights ago, whatever it was, yeah, I, I think I think you could certainly make the argument that it is. And obviously, if Merrimack wins here, moves on to the Garden next week, it kind of just extends that, you know, into a second week. But uh, this was this is right up there. I mean, I'm sure there might be some from before my time that I'm not remembering. Uh, but but since since I've been around, yeah, this is probably the biggest week that the, that the department has had. Yeah. All right. So before we let you go here 49 seconds to go on the power play for Merrimack to start the third period 0 to 0 our score here how much time are they talking are they taking down there to, to try to drop something they think is going to work on this power play you don't know if you're going to get another chance and it seems like you know whoever gets that next goal may well end up winning this game yeah I mean I, it's, it broke at a pretty good time right I mean it's not like you're coming out here with 15 seconds left 49 seconds plenty of time to get your top unit on the ice and, and try to do something I mean they, they like to work the puck off Jeffries in the, 
that like Ovechkin roll, that bumper roll on the side. I think that's where you try to you, you try to get the puck to him. He's, your, he's probably your best player. So I mean, to me, I think you try to get the puck to him in some sort of area. Uh, if BC overloads and decides, hey, we're taking that guy away, you should have Capone in the slot or somebody on the other flank. Like uh, it all just depends how they, uh, you probably got to react to what BC does and whether or not they load up on Jeffrey's side and try to take him out of this or whether they kind of stay passive and, and just try to cover as much ice as they can. Then you probably have space to get the puck to Jeffrey. Right, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. You're ready for five overtimes tonight. Uh, I hope not. No. <laughs> I only had one cup of coffee today, so I'm not ready for five. I could do one. Not ready for five. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. Mike, Mike McMahon, our guest from the Mac Report, the Eagle Tribune, and many other sources. Our score after two is BC nothing, Merrimack nothing. We'll be back with more right after this.